This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with the Unpacking It community of sports fans. Be sure to subscribe to this show anywhere you listen to podcasts and then also our YouTube channel. And those of you listening on Facebook Live, Twitter, or LinkedIn, Unpacking It, uh, anywhere you find us, please like it, comment, and share it. And so we greatly appreciate all of your support and always love hearing from you. So leave comments throughout the show. Let us know what you're convinced of and you can jump in on any of the topics we discuss today. I'm joined by Luke and Henry. We will hear from them in just a moment. We have got a full show for you today as it was a wild Sunday in the NFL. And, and even going back to Saturday, there were some, some interesting outcomes as well. And so today's Unpack This Topic, where we take a, a sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives, is about things that don't make sense. And yesterday it doesn't make sense that the Jaguars would beat the bills. It doesn't make sense that the Cowboys would lose the way they did to the Broncos. Now it might make sense that the Panthers are this bad, but we'll get into that as well. Uh, but we're going to talk all about that. We've got the MetaShare moment of the week coming up in a little bit where I'm going to talk about the world series. Uh, so we can't forget about that, which took place uh, last week and wrapped up with the Braves winning it all. So, so we'll, share a few thoughts on that and then also we'll do i'm uh, i'm convinced we'll let you know what we're convinced of this week and then tap drill with henry we got some fun topics some good ones adrian peterson bill belichick the manning cast so you'll definitely want to stick around for the end of the show uh as we get into that it's week number two with our our big partnership with metashare we are so excited to be able to link arms with them uh, my wife and I, we're, we're so thankful for MediShare. We've been a member for over five years, and, and MediShare really has provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for health care. And so I'm excited to be able to share you know, about MediShare with you for, for those of you uh, that are looking for different health care options, especially this time of year with open enrollment. And so MediShare, they're an innovative health care solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. And so they're the nation's largest healthcare sharing community. And so Mem MediShare members take comfort in knowing their eligible medical expenses will be shared by their community. And so check out MediShare.com slash unpacking it. And you can find out all the information there. Uh, so that's MediShare.com slash unpacking it. And greatly appreciate uh, you checking them out. And we appreciate their support of unpacking it and specifically of this show. All right, Luke, 
How are you doing? How was the weekend? Oh my goodness. I, uh, I don't even know how to comprehend the sports that happened this weekend. The NFL <laughs> was completely flipped on its head. The, it was the most excruciating, stressful fantasy football week I may have, maybe have ever been a part of. No yeah, that's unbelievable. But and then Luca goes out for my 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 dear Mavericks, amazing buzzer beater game winner against the Celtics. So this weekend I feel like it just threw me for a loop, and I'm excited to process with that through you, with that through that with you today. Goodness, my words. How was your hey. weekend? Absolutely. And talk about throwing you for a loop. Guess what threw us for a loop in the Johnson household this weekend? And any of you that have young kids, daylight savings time. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. It is the absolute worst. Now, growing up, I used to love it. I would either stay up late the night before or sleep in the next day. And you're loving life. It's the longest day of the year. It's a big weekend. Yep. You're, you're just soaking it in. Well, then you have kids. One was hard enough with Maddie. Now we have two on different schedules, bedtimes, and that one hour, it throws all the havoc into the, into the house. It was, it was nuts. We were up. I don't even know what hour it was this morning. Half the clocks have been changed correctly. Half are different. Maddie's up early. So I'm, uh, I'm beside myself. I just had a bunch of uh, tea at lunch, so I'm all, I'm all ramped up for, with, uh, with some caffeine. He's a tea now, drinker. Now how about this? So I'm a, I'm a, I was raised by a dad who grew up in Philadelphia area a mom that grew up in New York, but I lived my whole life in Charlotte since I was six. So I'm a Southerner. I'm a true Southerner. But today I had unsweet tea, which just seems outrageous. But mm. you know, I got enough sugar with the, the candy from Halloween. I've been eating some, some good cookies from Trader Joe's lately. And, and so some of the seasonal cookies are always good this time of year, some ginger snaps. So I got to cut back. I can't be <laughs> drinking sugar. Um, so I did, I did the unsweet tea for lunch, but I, I, I drink feel like a lot you got to be I'm, careful I'm, doing I'm that. I, so I thought sweet tea, I thought I knew what sweet tea was living in Texas. But my goodness, the summer I was in Charlotte with you, anytime I talked about sweet tea, they're like, oh, you're from Texas? Oh, yeah, you don't know what, what you're talking about. We drink real sweet tea here in the Carolinas. So you better be careful ordering unsweet tea. I've talked to people here that are from South Carolina, and it's, they said they, get, they would get weird looks if someone heard them order unsweet tea. What are you doing? Unsweet tea? What are we thinking I know. here? Listen, I, I'm not proud of myself. I had to admit, I had to come on here and confess because I don't feel good about it. But it is delicious nonetheless, and you can drink a lot more of it, and you don't have the film on your teeth. So before the show, I don't want the, the total sugar film uh, on the teeth. But anyway, daylight savings for, you, for those of you that had this nice, relaxing weekend. You caught up on some sleep. Hey, good for you. Good for you. I did not. I, I, I did not. So um, we're surviving. But uh, but yesterday in the NFL was was fantastic and and so it, other than my Panthers losing and your Cowboys losing it was fantastic oh. from the standpoint of it's another Sunday where anything can happen anybody can win and yep. this is why we keep coming back you know teams that should have given up on the season they haven't given up on the season teams like you know even though the Jets lost on Thursday but they won last week. And then this yep. week, the Jags win. So we're, we're going to get into all that in just the a moment. The Broncos, too. After they traded Von yeah, Miller, everyone's saying, oh, yeah, they're, they're selling on this season. They're giving up. No chance. No, no chance. They're, they're, they're holding on. So uh, what are you convinced of today as we start the show? Oh, man. So on this topic, I am, I'm convinced that if you are a fan of a team who lost this weekend, 
who is in the upper echelon of the NFL, I'm convinced you should not be worried. Because And some of these losses were bad. The Rams' loss, not good. The Cowboys' loss, horrific. The Bills' loss, oh my gosh, arguably the worst loss of any team this weekend. I'm convinced you should not be worried, though. One, because there's such a great deal of parity this year in the NFL, which is awesome. As a sports fan, like in, in some sense, I'm like, oh, I wish the Cowboys were the only good team. <laughs> but when I really think about that, no. I want the Cowboys to be a good team, but I want there to be parity in the NFL because that's exciting when I there's multiple games every weekend that are close games. But I, I, again, back to my point, I'm convinced that this is just the normal growing pains of championship teams. And the fact that multiple teams mm. lost that were seven that were only had one loss, if you're one of those teams, you can take a great deal of comfort knowing that there was two or three other really good teams that also lost. So I'm convinced there's it's not time to hit the panic button if your team got blown out. I agree. And even with the Rams losing last night, I'm still yeah. on the Rams. I think they could Definitely. win the whole thing. I 100%. still believe that that is a, a strong possibility. The Bucs are still the team to beat with Brady. I'm not, I'm not going to get off that at this point. They had a bye week, so we can't forget about them. Um, I was almost going to say I'm convinced the Titans are going to make it out of the AFC, but I'm not convinced. I, I'm Ooh. still I, – I guess what I'm not – I'm convinced I have no idea who's coming out of the AFC. I, I really oh, yeah. don't. I don't know who the favorite is. You know, the Chiefs still didn't look good yesterday uh, against the Packers, and so we'll, we'll definitely got to talk about that game. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of layers there. Uh, but here's what I'm convinced of today as, as we think about you know, my Panthers losing and, and just looking across the landscape of, of sports. I think as fans, oftentimes, we don't realize how good we have it or we don't realize how good a quarterback is or a coach is yeah. until they're gone. And so I'm convinced Panthers fans, we didn't realize how good we had it with Cam Newton. Cam Newton gave mm. the Panthers a chance every single game he played. Now, his last couple of years, lots of injuries. It, it made it tough, and it, it, we kind of soured on him toward the end. But, but even while he was here, a lot of fans you know, just didn't like Cam Newton as, as much as you would think a franchise quarterback, MVP, guy who takes you to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You would like that, that, that player. Uh, but, but now I think yesterday during the, your Cowboys-Broncos game, one of the stats was since Peyton Manning was there, They've had 10 starting quarterbacks. That's only been a few years. Hey, man, he hasn't been out that, that long. So 10 different uh, Ripon started a game and yeah. all these different quarterbacks, random Simeon. guys. Simeon was there, Brock Osweiler. Oh, yeah, all these guys. So you don't realize how good you have it. Um, and then that puts it in perspective. And so here I am in Carolina. Like, that's, that's kind of the direction this, this team is heading. You, you think Sam Darnold's going to come in and maybe he'll be the guy. Well, now he's not. So now you go back to the drawing board, and that's what Cleveland did for so many years. That's what so many teams do at that quarterback position until you nail it, um, and it's just it's really hard. And, and so I'm very scared uh, that that's where the Panthers are heading, and you look to the sideline, there's no backup quarterback. P.J. Walker doesn't really seem to be a, a starting quarterback in the NFL either. So I think as fan bases, this is a universal convinced of we just take guys for granted. We really do. We take coaches for granted. We didn't know how good we had it with Ron Rivera. Those, those eight and eight, nine and seven seasons we were frustrated by, man, what I would do for a nine win season this year. Goodness I'm, gracious, I'm, I'm yeah. not, it's not looking too good. Not looking too good at this point. That's um, actually a really good go. point because it's easy when your team's kind of struggling and then you want to fire a coach, move on to the next one. 
We talked about this at last week's Fantasy Football Fellowship call, um, talking about the Bears. And one of our friends, yeah. Kaz, talking about, man, they had it pretty good with Lovey Smith. And yeah. now, like, do you want to fire a coach? For any team, if your team's struggling, when you fire a coach, you better be pretty confident that you can get a good one in return. Yeah, you can't just fire a coach. Out. You can't just fire yeah. a coach and then figure it out. You've got to have a plan on, okay, we know we can get a good guy in. Because when you fire a coach, you don't want to repeat. You don't want to repeat the previous what the previous coaching staff did. So I don't know. Right. It, it's hard. It's really hard. That was like years ago when the, uh, the St. Louis Rams moved on from Kurt Warner before his career was over. Like they sent him to the giants, resigned with the giants. And then, yeah. you know, Sam Brad, they got, I got Sam Brad. So yeah, it happens all the time in sports. Y- yeah. y- and this happens, especially in college football, moving on from head coaches. Um, now TCU, they did win without Gary Patterson, but, uh, but that type of thing happened. That's one game. So we'll see how they yeah. do moving yeah. forward. That was, a, that was a long tenured guy. Uh, but it's like, all right, we're gonna go. We'll go find the next guy. We'll go find the next guy. All right. Well, good yeah. luck. Let's see or you could go. go, or you could go the Cowboys route and hold on to Jason eight and eight, Mister Clapper, Jason Garrett for uh, an eternity, an eternity. So thankfully, the Cowboys finally went in a different direction. So you can I, certainly overcorrect and hold on to your guy for far too long. That's fair. That is that's a good point. Now, yeah, Ron Rivera took the pan- Cam Newton took the Panthers to a Super Bowl. So yeah, Love and that Smith was just in twenty fifteen. That was, yeah. I mean, that's no. not that long ago. I know. Now, I, yeah, I could also go the other direction, make the whole case for sometimes you need a new voice in the locker room. When the Eagles moved on from Andy Reid and they bring in Doug Peterson, they won a Super Bowl. And then Andy Reid's still an unbelievable coach, goes to Kansas City, and we know what he's done there. So yeah. um, it's just something to, something to consider today. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about the Panthers uh, in a so, little bit. So the, the yeah. summary is we're not sure we're cut out to be general managers. <laughs> that's a hard. That's a really tough job. Goodness gracious. It is hard, but I, I was just I was driving in listening to Colin Cowherd and he was talking about the Arizona Cardinals how they re- realized quickly Josh Rosen wasn't the guy and he was a top 10 pick. They quickly moved on from him and drafted Kyler Murray. And yeah. and they they dra- they uh, signed Steve Wilkes to be their head coach one year out bring in Cliff Kingsbury. Now look at them. They're the cream of the crop in the NFC right now. Yeah. That's that's the other side of it too. Where once you know, you got to move on. You got to move yeah. on quick instead of hanging on. But also, um, that's why that's where I'm at with yeah. the Panthers with Darnold. Yeah. You, you tried it. Good. That's fine. I don't fault the Panthers for trying. It was it worth work the out. try. Now you move on from Sam Darnold. He's not yeah, the answer. Exactly. Oh man. But yeah, it, it's it's also hard in the moment. It's it's easy when you when a team gets something right. It's easy to forget that that decision had a lot of controversy. Even the Josh Rosen thing. Plenty of people saying horrendous decision. You have Josh Rosen. Why on earth would you draft another quarterback? You yep. got to fight through to make a decision like that as a general manager. You got to have some thick skin because you're going to get hated. Top security. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Even even talk about the Bears. You do that with Trubisky. You draft. You know. You dra- You uh, trade up to get him, and then you do it again with Justin Fields. But. Yeah, which, hey, primetime game tonight. His first primetime game. Let's go. Tonight's matchup is interesting. Bears-Steelers. Let's go. Yeah. All right, let's um, let's jump into unpack this, and and I think this is uh, an intriguing topic when, when you consider what happened yesterday, and we've already alluded to it, but the theme yesterday was this doesn't make sense. And beginning with the Bills losing to the Jaguars – doesn't yeah. doesn't make any sense. Nine to six, by the way, a team won with nine points. 
that score doesn't make sense in today's NFL. Yes. It doesn't make sense with a team like the Bills who put up ridiculous points every week. Yeah. For, for Josh Allen to not even score a touchdown doesn't make sense. I mean, what are we? What is happening here? And then, of course, the Cowboys, the way they lose, uh, you know, Dak Prescott coming back, it doesn't make sense that they would be worse uh, than they were last week with your boy Cooper Rush. I know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, 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 and Denver trading uh, Von Miller to win doesn't make sense. The Falcons, they lost last week to the Panthers. They beat the Saints yesterday. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make sense that the Browns get rid of OBJ. Actually, it does make sense. But you, 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 know, you beat the Bengals 41-16. to 16. Now the Bengals, after we had crowned them as the, the team in the, in the AFC North. Yeah. Not so fast. A couple weeks ago. Right? And it doesn't make sense necessarily that the Titans can just go out and blow out the Rams with no Derrick Henry. Doesn't make sense. Unbelievable. And then the last one is the Cardinals beating the 49ers by 14 oh. without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins. Goodness. And with the old, solid, reliable backup, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. If any teams – if I'll, I'll go back to my I'm convinced. Every team should, be, should feel okay about themselves except for 49ers fans. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just, that, that's just really bad. They are officially on the hot seat. Now, everybody loved Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, you know, kind of guys that have been in the league a long time. Kyle, of course, his dad, Mike Shanahan. So it, there, there's a likability factor to those two guys, and they've, they've kind of been uh, put on a pedestal because they, they, they had such quick success with that run to the Super Bowl, losing to the Chiefs. And so that buys them a little bit of time. But it's like the last two, three years, uh, what are you doing? What is happening? I mean, I, I'm always impressed that they, no matter what running back they throw out there, he's successful. So there, yeah. there is something something to be said about that. They did get George Kittle back, which is tremendous, especially for fantasy. Uh, but to lose to – I mean, that's a game you have to win. You have to beat Arizona without Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, a divisional opponent like that, that was a tough loss. So yesterday, the, you know, the theme of the day, head-scratching outcomes. You know, sometimes the NFL is predictable here or there, but off, you know, for the most part, it, the parity, the unpredictability – is what we love, but especially yesterday, it was just one of those Sundays that just didn't make a lot of sense. And so for many of us today, we, we woke up on a Monday and, you know, we love joining you on a Monday to try to encourage one another. And, and, and maybe you face a season of life. You're coming off the weekend. You're starting your you know, job this week. You're, you're dealing with stuff at, at fam- in, with your family. And you're like, this just doesn't make sense. Like, things don't make sense in life right now. You're confused. You're not sure what direction to go. You're not sure why certain things have happened or aren't happening. You've been praying about something, and God's maybe appears to be silent in your life right now. And you're just scratching your head going, what is going on? Like, this just does not make sense. And so I can absolutely agree and understand and empathize with you uh, in those those situations and so the question becomes you know what do we do and and so paralleling this to to you know what we do as fans and and seeing some similarities to to our own lives I, I think the first thing is all right you take the next known step hmm. so so what 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 can I do what what do I know to do and and so as a fan it's like all right well next week we know these teams are going to play again so the next let's see what they can do on the next game. And so for us, it's what is the next step that I know I, I can take? 
Uh, maybe it's a small step. Maybe it's a you know a small decision. Maybe you don't know the the answer to the big question yet, but you do. God is stirring uh, enough to give you the uh, the next best thing. And the, and the verse that comes to mind uh, is Psalm one nineteen one hundred five, where it says, "Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path." And and so to me, when you when you think of a of a lamp, it, it only shows a little bit at a time. Like, it's not a spotlight. A lamp is just a little bit of a, at a time. And this always stuck to me when I, when I learned this verse or, or learned somebody talking about it. But that God's word gives you a little step at a time. Like when you're, you know, you're wondering, mm-hmm. God doesn't always reveal, sometimes he'll give you a vision for, the, for what could be toward the end, but how you get there isn't always as clear. But what is clear is his word showing us the next step and guiding us step by step. And, and, and we got to continue to go back to his, his word because it guides our feet. Um, and so then the next thing that, that we, we need to do when we find life to be confusing is relying on what is true and, and reminding yeah. ourselves of what is true. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even yesterday's games, what is true? The Rams are still really good. Yeah. And the Bengals still have a really nice young quarterback wide receiver combo with a nice veteran wide receiver or a running back in Joe Mixon. So yeah. there's still some truth about, okay, the Bengals are still they're still in the mix. They had, they've had a couple down games, but the truth is still there. The, the reality of what they're all about. And so for us, it's going to the truth of God's word and clinging to the truth that we do know when life is confusing. And when things don't make sense, there's plenty that we cling to starting with the gospel. So we cling to the gospel and we know mm-hmm. that, that Jesus loves us. He died on the cross for us. He saved us from our sins and he promised us eternal life. So we cling to that. Um, and then the other thing is, we remember his faithfulness and what he did previously. Yeah. And so we know what some of these teams have done previously. The Bills, for instance, the first few weeks of the season, we know what they're capable of. We know what they've, how they've been building over the last couple of seasons. So they had a blip. It was a, it was confusing loss yesterday against Jacksonville, but we look at their track record and we look at what the bills have done and, and we can still have confidence in them. And so for us, we know God's faithfulness. We look back at all the situations when things in the past were confusing and he came through, he gave us clarity, he showed us the, the next direction, his Holy Spirit guided us, and he's going to do it again. And so we, we trust that, we rely on that, we remember his faithfulness. Um, and so, uh, let's see, one more thing. Um, as fans, you know, we still remain committed to our teams even when things get confusing, things don't make sense. And, and so... For us, even when life doesn't make sense, it doesn't always add up, we remain committed to the Lord and we remain committed to obedience. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, when things get confusing, it, it's easy to buy the lie. You start making shortcuts, you start doing things that don't represent integrity. You almost go against the Lord out of frustration. And, ah, I'm going to do my own thing. Ah, God's not listening to me. He's not, you know, he's not answering my prayers the way I want him to. And so you justify sin or behaviors or attitudes and and that kind of thing. But in those seasons of confusion, the seasons of "Ah, things just don't make sense. We've got to remain committed um, and and trust the Lord through it. So that's my encouragement to us uh, today. Confusion in football, confusion in life. You can unpack that. Luke, what do you think? I think what you're, I know what you're saying right now is, I mean, that's, the age-old encouragement to followers of Jesus. You're confused. You don't know what's happening. Well, 
you know you have victory in Christ. You know your Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, is ruler over all. Mm. And so in church right now, we're going through Revelation. And obviously, Revelation is one of the most known books and considered one of the most confusing books. And we get caught up in the dates of certain things happening. When's this going to come? What does this symbolism mean? And we forget what Revelation is about, which is it's encouraging Christians to persevere. It's encouraging Mm. Christians. It's all about Jesus is on the throne. There is, like, you know, you you can have confidence to persevere to the end because you know that your God is on the throne. And, and that, so the whole book of Revelation is about that. And then think of how much of the Bible is about that. Persevere. You're confused. Why is this happening? Especially in that first century of Christians, you're getting persecuted. Your property's getting taken. So many things are happening to you. You're like, what is going on? God is on the throne. It's, this is so confusing. And then so much of God's word is persevere. One step remain faithful, remain obedient. It is so worth it. And, Amen. and of course, easier said than done. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in, I don't know what this means. What should I do with this decision? I'm confused. Why is this happening to me? And it, 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 and I think we've talked about this before. Take a step back. What, what do we know is true? What simple truth can we hold on to? And when our mind is scrambling and trying to hold on and go in so many different directions, it's so helpful. When I've done this, oh my goodness, is it comforting to take a step back and what simple truth do I know? I know that God loves me. I know that he's faithful. I know that by his strength, I can remain faithful and obedient. And ultimately, I know he's on the throne and I have victory. Even Mm. if it doesn't feel it right now, even if I have no idea what's going on around me, I, I could be confident that I have victory in Christ, and I have everything, I have every reason to be confident to continue to take one step at a time. And sometimes it's not always about finding a certain answer. Maybe sometimes God allows confusing things to force us <laughs> to step back and remember the simple truth, because goodness gracious is our current culture filled with distractions, and it's so easy to completely reject like meditating on the simple truths that give us confidence. Amen. Amen. And, and, and also when, when you do find yourself in these spots and I'm, I'm there right now in a couple of different things, but you know, even the, the simplicity in James where it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And so we do get confused and with our limited understanding, we, we can't figure it out on our own. So we need to ask God for his wisdom uh, that he provides us to, 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 again, guide us, direct us, help us to make wise decisions um, and help us to understand situations that, that do, that, that don't add up or don't make sense. Um, and sometimes those things will, yeah, we, we don't get that clarity until heaven, but, um, and that's why we cling to the truth and we cling to, to what Luke was saying and, and, and holding true to, holding on to what is true, that what we do know mm-hmm. is true. Um, but we do, we, we, we do have the open door to ask God for wisdom when we need wisdom. And so we can't, we can't take that lightly. Like that's, it's like, Hey, I'm willing to give you wisdom. All right, let's ask, let's ask for it. So let's seek him and ask him for it. Our natural reaction is to look inward and to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. And then how many times has that failed us? 
And how many times does that lead to more stress or anxiety and all these things when God is <laughs> asks us, tells us, exhorts us, ask for wisdom. It is a good thing to ask for, and I will give it to you, and I will empower you by the Holy Spirit. But man, it's and it's just the sinners we are. We are so quick to have our eyes on ourselves, mm. uh, and it never works. <laughs> no, it, it never works. No, we are limited. We are very limited. Yeah. That's for sure. And and even as uh, NFL fans, we're limited in our understanding. We can't. We we couldn't see that Jacksonville oh my win coming. There's are no way anyone that? could have predicted the entire NFL weekend. No chance. No, with James Robinson, their star running back, being out. I mean, they won without him when he was out. the The line the the line was went up to like 15. Buffalo was here by 15 points, which is unheard of. It was it was crazy. So let us know what you're convinced of today. Uh, let us know your thoughts on unpack this as well. Uh, what was most confusing or surprising from yesterday's uh, results? Uh, would love to hear from you on on that. Uh, but Luke, let let's run through some of the big you know topics from uh, yesterday, and, and of course we've touched on some of these these surprises. Um, you know, I think going in, two of the big storylines, or three, I would say three of the big storylines from the week. Derrick Henry being injured, you know, how would Tennessee respond? The, the fact that their defense came to play the way that they did and to, you know, hit uh, St. Louis, L.A. in the mouth from the get-go, yeah. that set the tone, and, and the Rams just never could get going and kind of get out of that hole. But I was impressed just with the way the Titans kind of hung on to the lead and, and ran the ball well enough. Adrian Peterson, you know what oh, I also was thinking? Yeah. Adrian Peterson's one of the most underrated players and he really is the Tom Brady of running backs because, dude, how old, Henry, how old is Adrian Peterson? 35? It's like that. his 15th year in the league. It's, it's remarkable. And, like, so Frank Gore, I always give love to him because he played forever and the longevity. Yeah. But he wasn't playing at the level Adrian Peterson has been playing. Because even, yeah. like, even in Detroit, even in Washington, like the last couple of years, he was still contributing in a pretty yeah. decent way. Oh, I know. So it's, it, it, this is crazy because most running backs – they fall off a cliff. They're awesome one year, and then they are done. And yep. Peterson is hung on. And so, you know, I'm not sure that they can ride Peterson to the Super Bowl, but the fact that you can get any production out of him right off the street um, is very impressive. So the Titans, they're, they're going to be in the mix. There's no question about it. Yep. Um, and then the other big storyline with the Raiders and just a terrible Harry Ruggs situation. Henry, Henry Ruggs? Henry, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Um, Henry Ruggs situation, that was uh, – where did I get Harry rugs? I think I oh, saw no. like a Harry Styles thing earlier today or something popped up. So yeah. Somehow <laughs> you but, bring up, you bring up modern pop stars every show. Yeah, now. I'm, I'm, I'm a man of the people. Man, you know Mr. Pop yeah. Culture. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, but no, I mean, that, that's a very serious, tragic, awful situation, but you just wondered, okay, what's going to happen to the Raiders. And I've had this feeling that they're done. Like I kind of thought that with Gruden, it's just the dark cloud over that franchise. And now their answer to all of this, let's bring in Deshaun Jackson. Mm. <laughs> that does not sound like a good idea. That does not seem like that's your answer. So yeah. the, the, unfortunately, I think the Raiders are done. It feels like the 49ers are in big trouble, like you mentioned. The Panthers are in big trouble. So it's teams that early in the season, you kind of had some you know hopes for and, and showed some promise that at this point, it's like, eh, not so much. But then Denver start off really well, kind of faded. Then they get a big win against your Cowboys yesterday. So now, you know, how seriously should we take Denver? 
I mean, you got to come in that division very seriously. That I mean, yeah. that divi- talking about divisions that are wide open. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna win the the uh, the steel? The, uh, can the Steelers win their division? Baltimore. It's uh, not out of the question. And then, yeah, the the AFC West is that the the division that um, Denver and Kansas City are yes. all in. Chargers. Un- yeah, wide open. Thankfully, the NFC East. Sorry, Henry. It's still uh still kind of buttoned up with the Cowboys. Um, that's not a worry. But I think bringing up Adrian Peterson, we just need to pause and just appreciate him. I just pulled it up. Fifth all-time in rushing yards and fourth all-time in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's 36 years old. His longevity, unbelievable. And he's had injuries, torn ACL. It's not like his Vikings teams were just dominant all the time. He... Clearly, one of the best running backs of all time. I remember my my uncle. Um, remembered watching him in high school. It's just so funny when you look at some of the videos and tapes from professional athletes in high school, and yep. you just feel so bad for their opponents. <laughs> so he said he went, he went and watched Adrian Peterson in high school, and he got off the bus, and he said, like he was clearly a grown man at age seventeen. Like, hey, how's it going? Like, deep voice, ginormous. And he watched that game. It, it, it wasn't even close who the best player on the field was. Think of, think of a guy like Derrick Henry. Those poor, oh. poor high school guys that had to try <laughs> to tackle him. Think of being a safety and you have a one-on-one trying to stop Derrick Henry in high school. I'm running the other way. I'm not even going to try. Do I want to play the rest of the season? Or do I want to break my collarbone trying to take down Derrick Henry? I think I want to play the rest of the season. It's just unbelievable. So I, I'm glad you brought up Adrian Peterson. The fact that he's still in the league is ah. unbelievable. So I've been watching football probably for 25 years, and the best running backs I've seen, Barry Sanders, I guess your boy Emmett Smith, LaDainian Tomlinson, Marshall oh, yeah. Falk, and, and Adrian Peterson. I'm trying, I'm trying, I don't know if I'm missing anyone like – you know, McCaffrey's great, but he just he hasn't done it long enough. And let's see how his career ends up. Um, yeah. You know, Le'Veon Bell and some of these more current guys like yeah. they just didn't do it long enough. Um, but LaDainian Tomlinson had a really strong career. Um, so to me, guys like that, the Marshall Falk, I mean, yeah, just incredible. So those, those are some of my my guys that oh, I know have, have been most impressive to me. So um, l- let me ask you this. I told you my I'm convinced. Um, I don't think team you should worry about some of the teams that lost, but who, if you were to worry about a team, who, which of the better teams who lost would Mm. you be most concerned about for me? I don't know that the bills losing nine to six to the Jags. That's just because like the Rams lost to Tennessee, Tennessee, their, their resume is almost a joke at this point with how good it is. Yeah. Um, They've proven it over and yes, over. Yes. They lost to the Jets. I was someone at the office reminded yeah. me of that. Like, Which Jets is just like that's just the NFL. At the end of the day, yeah, there's so there's pros on every team. Even if you're a horrendous team, you can win one game. But now you're talking yourself out of the Bills. So if that's true, then the Jags. Uh, but but the way they lost, the way they lost, nine to six. Like it's not like the Jags went out and took it. I don't know that the nine, the nine losing nine to six in the NFL to one of the worst teams in the league. 
I, I, I will. I don't think you should worry. You should hit the, the the worry button on the Bills. But if there was a team to worry about, I would listen to an argument for the Bills because they seem yeah, to be well, regress. They seem to be regressing. We're talking about running backs. You know, they don't have a running game. So if you don't have a running game, you, I don't know how you go deep in the playoffs. You have to. Ha- you don't even have to have a marquee guy. You have to have a successful running game, and it can't just be your quarterback. And so. You know, the Ravens are one of those teams that's interesting. It's like I'm, I'm trying to convince myself, like, maybe they could go to the Super Bowl this year. But are they too reliant on Lamar running? And that's always the, the hesitation with them. But really, the Bills are that way with Josh Allen. And, and so now Zach Moss, he might be out at least one game. And so Devin Singletary just isn't reliable enough to carry that, that offense. And, and, and they just can't run the ball. So if you can't, can't run the ball, I, I'm, I'm very concerned about you. But I would say that the team from yesterday – uh, that that lost um, the Saints. The Saints losing to Atlanta, they might have an issue with the quarterback position. Jameis Winston isn't as bad as we think. Like he he has been pretty solid this year before getting injured, and did just enough for the Saints to keep winning. Yeah. And so when you try to you know you hand it off to Trevor Simeon with a little bit makeshift Taysom Hill, I'm just not sure that that's going to work out for the Saints, and that they're the one team as good of a start as they've had, that could be the start to their downfall. Now, if you've listened to me for a while, you know I don't like the Saints, so take it with a grain of salt. But, but I think losing <laughs> to Atlanta, you know, you know, it's a divisional opponent and all that, but now they won last week. You know, it's, the Saints beat the Bucs. So it's, it's very confusing, like we talked about. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Kamara's not really having a huge year, especially running the ball. Um, they don't, Michael Thomas isn't coming back to save that wide receiving core. Their defense is really good. So they're, they're, they're going to be in games, but you still got to make some plays um, yeah. at quarterback. And so I'm not sure that, that Simeon can be that guy. So that would be the team that I, I think there, there's some legitimacy to that, that loss. Um, and then, like I said, with the Raiders, I think they're done. And then the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers can't score. They can't move the ball. McCaffrey came back. It didn't seem to make much of a difference. Um, now Darnold's looking into his shoulder. So they're, they're in big trouble. You know, the Bengals, there's yeah. definitely some concern there. Um, but let's talk yeah. about for the Browns for a second, because this is just one of the, the great debates in football for me is <laughs> can you, like, do you need a great wide receiver or even a great running back? Like, it's just so interesting that it's, it's really hmm. the teams that are more balanced and it's, it comes down to quarterback. Because a, a guy like Baker Mayfield, he doesn't need OBJ. OBJ makes it more complicated for him. It makes it more, there's more pressure to get him the ball. And so you, you start locking in on him. And you, you got him, you know, chirping in your, in your ear during the huddle. You remove OBJ. Now Baker Mayfield can just see across the field and see Donovan Peoples-Jones, one of the great names ever, um, yep. you know, open for a huge 60-yard pass. And, and so, and then you just hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and you're good to go. Hmm. So, I think they're much better without OBJ. However, if he does land in the right spot, he could, I could see him making some noise this year and, and producing and scoring some touchdowns. And we know the talent is there. He's just kind of – he's just an interesting guy. He makes things complicated. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a great question. I'm trying to think of previous NFL champions and what their receiving core was. I mean, the Bucks, great receiving core. The Chiefs, yes. The 2018 Patriots, best receiver was Edelman. Yep. 
So it's not, a, like, not a great receiving core. I, I mean, maybe I should I should preface it's like the diva receiver. So it doesn't oh, the seem diva, like the, the diva, diva receiver. Yeah. Like Devontae Adams to me isn't a diva. No, not at all. Um, Cooper Cup, not a diva. Uh, even DeAndre Hopkins doesn't seem quite as as much of a diva. Yeah. Because um, he didn't necessarily, he wasn't begging to get out of Houston. They, no. they mistakenly got rid of him. Um, I'm try- so I'm just trying to think back. <laughs> I mean, the diva receivers have been a, a key ingredient in Dallas teams with uh, yeah. Terrell Owens. You didn't Dez, win with Owens. You Dez won with Bryant. Des Bryant. You didn't win with Des. No. Randy Moss never won a Super Bowl. Which Ocho is Cinco. crazy. Which is Ocho, crazy. Ocho never won. I don't think he won when he was in New England. Mm. I don't think they won. I just remember him kicking an extra point. That was probably his his great kicker. Ocho, yeah. one of the great reliable <laughs> kickers of all time. That's right. Yeah, you got to count on him. Um, but yeah, I think investing in those diva wide receivers just isn't. It's just well, not especially working. with the off the field. I, like I, I, I would wonder what. Like the behind the scenes of how important it is for a locker room. Like you, as much as Baker Mayfield is going to brush off. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. His that uh, my one of my receivers' dads is publicly <laughs> defaming my ability. That definitely has influence. And then are other players going to buy into it? Are people p- taking sides? So I don't know. I, obviously, we don't know what people are saying in the locker room. We have no idea what OBJ is saying privately or Baker, but I don't know from the outside looking in, it's certainly a distraction and that could get in your head. So I don't know. I, you don't need a diva receiver or like if you have a great receiver, who's a diva, you could probably win without them, but yeah, no, I think he, I think he can. So yeah, uh, maybe, maybe that's an obvious take. I don't know, but it's just some of these guys, they get hyped so much. And it's like, Oh, we want this guy on our team. Do you though? They're, they're talented, but OBJ didn't win much with your your Giants, Henry. I don't know. I um, think I think now you the 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 impact of a deep receiving core with how like, so with, you don't have to have just a bruiser running back that you give thirty carries to. Like there's so much the passing game. You're spreading it to a bunch of players. You're passing more. I mean, we're moving away from the days where you need your classic. We need our go-to receiver and then maybe a, a good one. And then that's fine. The You're deep, the deep passing. Wide. Yeah, the deep passing attack. Oh, my goodness. Like, for the Cowboys, Cedric Wilson, clear, yeah, wide, clear wide receiver three, really good player. Yeah. Tremendous impact. Think of the value of a Cole Beasley. Yeah. Like, on, on a lot of teams, Cole Beasley opens up the passing game like crazy. And he, he's Absolutely. never a guy you're gonna get. You're gonna throw tons of money at, but he may be the he may be, he's gonna have multiple player of the games every season. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's all, it's all about depth. You want an awesome quarterback and depth at running back and wide receiver. That's that's the key. And if you happen to get a good tight end, you'll you'll be one of the few teams that has one. Um, <laughs> Seriously, reliable, reliable tight end. It makes a difference. <laughs> um, all right. So the other big story, of course, Aaron Rodgers not playing yesterday. Uh, if you want to hear about all the shenanigans with Aaron Rodgers, there's a show. Just flip the channel and you hear somebody talking about that. And everybody giving their agenda. We're not going to do that. So uh, my agenda is Jesus, not some other yeah. agenda. However, from a football standpoint yesterday, they, of course, need Aaron Rodgers. And I'm, I'm convinced that, the, uh, that, that Aaron Rodgers is going to return to Green Bay. Because Green Bay is not turning over the reins to Jordan Love. Oh. That's for sure. 
So they're not moving on from Aaron Rodgers. And I think all the shenanigans with Aaron Rodgers that other teams aren't going to be itching to get him. I think Green Bay knows to a certain extent kind of how to deal with Aaron because they've been dealing with him. And so they kind of take the good with the bad and all that. Um, you know, it's always, there's always something kind of surrounding Aaron, like with the, over the years, it's just, it's always some issue or comment or attitude or something. Um, but what we learned yesterday is Jordan loves, he's not the heir apparent in the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers line of franchise quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Now you can, it's, it's fine. You can say, oh, it's just one game. And, but I think we, we saw a decent amount to know that you, Okay, oh, we're just going to move on from Aaron Rodgers. No, no, you're not. That's not your first choice. And nobody's nobody's picking up the phone today saying, hey, we want Jordan Love. We will send you the next three first-round picks because we want Jordan Love. There's no yeah. way. Um, yeah. And, you know, th- this whole idea, people were giving Troy Aikman a hard time because he was criticizing Jordan Love, and, and, and Troy Aikman did not have a great start to his career. No. Well, yeah, because he was the number one pick on a sorry Dallas team. So they had yeah. to build a team. This Green Bay team is one of the top teams in the NFC. You've got yeah. Devontae Adams. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You, couldn't, you couldn't hit Devontae Adams. Just, hey, guess what? Throw it within this region to Devontae Adams, and he'll catch the ball. Yeah. But that ball was sailing way over him. And so, you don't need to score many points because you're playing a struggling Kansas City team that's begging you, begging you to beat them. Yeah. So, so, so uh, the thing we learned the most is Aaron Rodgers – is so vital to that Packers team. Yes, you have to have more than a great quarterback to win, obviously. But my goodness, Aaron Rodgers could be the MVP again. If, if in regards to player who has most value to their team, not, and not in regards to a statistical award, but player who has most value to their team yesterday, that may, that's, that's a significant case that Aaron Rodgers brings the most value of any player to a roster. It's so so clear. Yeah, I mean, him and Tom Brady are clearly the most valuable players. And Lamar Jackson, those, those three right now. You know, Mahomes just isn't having a great season. So he's not – I think he's very valuable, but he's just not on that level at the moment. But could still get there. Let's not totally write them off. Yeah, four I mean, yeah, four, for, how, for how much they've struggled, they're still five and four. They could they – could, they could, Yeah, five, or five four and four. four. I th- they were four and four, I thought. I oh, they were? Okay. okay. Regardless, um, they. it seems like they're like – they're only a two-win team with how we're talking about them. Feels that way, yeah. It feels that way, but they're still in great spot. But you do feel bad for Jordan Love because that's a really tough spot to have to to, to oh, step gosh. into. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure of your your whole future is on one game, which is just yes. outrageous. And think of his lineage: Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and then now you. I know the pressure. Gotta, oh, I can't even oh. imagine. I do not. I do not. I, I feel bad. Like I would not expect people to just go in and oh yeah obvious just go out and play that's tough and, and he still could end up like becoming a, a decent quarterback yeah. down the line i just don't think it'll be in green bay and i don't think he's the next guy in line i guess that's that that's what i take away from that game because you know we saw mike white in the jets oh yeah. come in and play well and we saw we saw it and with our oh okay this guy can play yeah Threw and 400 so, yards yeah, so you, you come in for Green Bay against a sorry chief, sorry Chris, our producer, Chiefs defense, and you can't move the ball. You got two incredible running backs, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and you're throwing to Devontae Adams, and you're just you're just not making it hat. You're, you're not taking advantage of the weapons around you. Yeah, and he's, he's a raw player. It was a, it all comes down. This was the Packers' fault. It's not Jordan Love's fault. 
this is the Packers' fault. You don't draft them. We all knew it. We yeah. all knew it at that time. And I was thinking about this too. There are certain moves that happen in the NFL that when everybody criticizes it, it's it's usually like if it's that obvious, like when when the Bears traded up for Trubisky, when the yeah. Giants traded up for Daniel Jones, like those are just unnecessary moves and bad decisions and to trade, or I guess they didn't trade up for love. They they just took, that was just their pick, the 26th pick or whatever. It just was unnecessary. And we all saw it and no one's surprised by it. Now, when the chiefs traded up for Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure there were people that thought, wait, what are they doing? They've got Alex Smith. So maybe we were wrong on that. But it was a different type of reaction, different type. Everyone knew the Trubisky move was like, (laughs) what are we doing here? I know. It was, was 99% negative. And, and same with Love. So um, you feel bad for him, and you don't – I'm not necessarily criticizing him, but I didn't watch the whole game. Situation. I saw enough to, to say, all right, come on. You know what I was doing yesterday? Hmm. We took our Christmas pictures. Ooh. Have you ever tried? Oh, you've never tried. Try taking pictures with a two-year-old and a two-month-old, and you got to time the sunlight. And Oh, it was a quite – You got to wait till the golden hour. Po- Are you, you guys? I got my one o'clock games in, um, so I didn't get the full four o'clock games in. So maybe there's some Packers fans. Really? Going, oh, you should have seen Jordan Love the throw he made in the third quarter. It was unbelievable. Now nah, I saw I saw enough. Thanks, thanks, Packers. <laughs> fans. I got I got lunch with the Packers fan tomorrow, so we'll see. Maybe I'll get I'll get ripped tomorrow, but maybe they're <laughs> buying into Jordan Love. He's our guy. Get yeah, rid of Rodgers. We don't need him anymore. Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't yeah, think from so. Uh, from the, from third party, from outside looking into the Packers organization. Now uh, you better uh, you better wish for Aaron Rodgers as long as uh, he's playing in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, you you want uh, Christmas card pictures though? You guys, uh, you send them out every year. We're taking ours. Me and Madeline, we got uh, in a couple weeks our first Christmas card as a couple. As a Ooh. kid, I despised them. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always tricky. Try, I was one of three boys, so trying to get us three to smile oh. at the same time and not yeah. punch each other right before the, you know, the click of the camera. And, uh, always an adventure. But yesterday, we actually yeah. we actually had a successful uh, successful endeavor. So the shirt I'm wearing now will show up in our Christmas card. So yeah. I, I, you're, I think you're a rewearer. I'm a you're, rewearer. You're a rewearer. But here's yeah. the thing: it's it's all about strategy. It, for me. I'm somewhat a minimalist. Uh, well, all relative, I guess. I don't have tons of clothes. So if I wear a shirt and for a couple hours and I didn't really do much, I'm just around the house, you better believe I'm re-wearing that. I don't need to wash that. What are we thinking here? If I put on a, a shirt to, uh, if I like work out and then shower and then put on some clothes for dinner and then go to bed, that outfit, definitely able to rewear the next day. So oh, people yeah. that they if if they put something on, it's automatically going to the dirty clothes. Can't get behind that. I'm trying to really milk my favorite clothes as long as possible without Absolutely. without being without going too far, of course. Yeah, no, unless it totally smells, forget about it. I'm wearing I'm wearing it again, and I'm fine back to back days. If I'm if I'm not seeing the same people, I'm wearing it again. Oh, definitely. I do have yeah. to think about oh, did I wear this on last week's show? Uh, you know, on a Monday, I don't necessarily want to double dip on that, but I try to. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like I told you a few weeks ago, if I get a compliment from Jody and she likes the shirt, I'm definitely yeah. wearing that back-to-back days. Yeah, so, so that's, what I, back. that's my biggest takeaway for marriage so far is when your wife says she likes something, you're going back to the well over and oh. over again. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I started making the bed for us the other day. She'll get up. Oh. She, she works from home. She goes straight to the computer, starts working. I get up. I made the bed once. 
She come in. Thank you so much for making the bed. I really appreciate that. You know what I did the next day? I'm making the bed. <laughs> and the next day, I'm making it. the bed. Come on. If it makes You'll... her happy, 100%. So well, the that, one that's, that's my biggest takeaway. And especially, she likes an outfit. Hey, you look really good in that. Well, you know what I'm wearing tomorrow or as soon as possible? This again. Come on no now. Question. It's obvious. No question. The only problem with what now you've started with making the bed every day, well, now it's expected. True. So you don't, so it's not a special thing anymore. So you only got the special awe one time. Now mm. you've moved into the expected. That's the, I got greedy. That's the, I got well, greedy. No, that's, the, that's the, uh, that's the struggle. I mean, cause you want to serve your wife and just do it without the compliment or yeah. the positive reinforcement. But the only way you really get that is if you do something out of the ordinary. So then now you've got to up it. You got to up it up at another level. That's right. I got to clean the sheets. You're not just making the, the bed. Sheets. Now you got to clean the sheets. I got to I got to put on the throw pillows in a new way. Decorate yes. it. Come on. Yeah, it's man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good good reminder. It's probably been, I haven't made the bed in a while, so I, I probably should do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> May mix that into the uh, the rotation. All right. <laughs> let's um let before we bring on Henry for tab drill. We got an awesome tab drill today. Hopefully, hopefully it lives up to the hype. But let's uh let's do the MetaShare moment of the week. And I want to go back to last week when the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. That is the moment of the week because Braves fans have been waiting and wanting to see their team relevant again. Uh, It was a long road. And the fact that this year's team overcame so much and, and the fact that in the middle of the summer, early in the season, Ronald Acuna goes down, their star player, like season's over. They're not going anywhere. And, and one thing after another happened and nobody expected them to really make the playoffs. Even when they went into the playoffs, nobody expected them to be the team at the end. And yep. sure enough, they, they were, they are your world champions. And uh, I saw on Twitter, people don't like saying world champions. They're just baseball champions Ah, whatever they're, they're world series champs. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> the world so, champions. Well, so I used to get so upset. NBA NBA champions, we're world champions. NFL, we're world champions. MLB, we're world champions. I would go, no, you're not. You are this league's champions. I'm like, what are are we just so prideful in the United States of America that if you have a team that wins, they're automatically champions of the globe. Yeah. So that so I understand it more. I mean, if if it's arguably considered the best league in the world, fine world champions but uh, a little overused i don't know i can't get fully behind world champions but but think about it baseball is as diverse of a sport as anything i mean that and the nba people from all over the world come to play in those leagues that's true i mean true i don't doubt that obviously mlb is the best professional baseball league in the world i don't know I, i struggle to get behind the world champions phrasing i don't know world series champs i don't know i probably i probably even world series world series i don't know world series what are we doing here the mlb champions i don't know mlb champions yeah it's yeah i don't know (laughs) anyway you're throwing a a wet blanket on the excitement of the world champions here (laughs) i probably (laughs) i probably made that take i feel like i've i've what you've said i've probably said before but yeah. Whenever Twitter gets behind something and is annoying about it, then I'm going to go the other way. So 100%. I saw Twitter annoying about World Series. Yeah. You're not the, I like saw some comments. Yeah, and you're not the world. 
don't yeah. know why I was even reading the comments about it, but anyway, I, I came across. It. I was looking for a picture, I think. Yeah, anyway, uh, but what you were saying, tremendous. So I had, I had personal stock in this, very loose, though, very uh, indirect, though. Uh, A&M player, A.J. Minter, pitcher for the Ooh. Braves, uh, is now a champion. And some of my buddies went to high school with him. So they're all super excited. Some of them went to the game. And also, I had, I had this internal battle, this internal struggle going on with the Houston Astros. And it's not because of the cheating thing. That's a whole other story. It's they are the enemy to the Texas Rangers. Well, one mm. of the, 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 the Blue Jays, probably the real enemy. But do I root for a team that was bottom feeders for years? Because I know what it's like to be a bottom feeder. The Rangers, currently bottom feeders. Other teams in Dallas have been bottom feeders, and it feels great when they become really good to rise from the ashes to win a championship. So as a sports fan, I love when other sports fans get to experience that. But do I want it to be the Astros? I don't know. So I struggle with I wanted their sports fans to have glory, even though they already won one in 2017. But – do I want it to be Astros fans? I struggled with that. So I'll just leave it there. I don't know what my, uh, what my official opinion was. Yeah, but Glad the Braves no, won. No, Astros, they've, they've won. And, and then they, they quote-unquote cheated. So, yeah, we were rooting against the Astros. That's for sure. And clearly, I mean, clearly the whole world was. The world yeah, was the rooting world. against them. It was that, so that's why the, the Braves are world champions, because they, they saved the day. They prevented us from having the Astros as champions. There you go. So that that is your MetaShare moment of the week. Congrats to Atlanta Braves fans. And even though I grew up as a Braves fan, I'm not going to take glory in them winning. But those of you that that do follow them and keep up with them, congrats to you. So uh, Jody's grandpa, he watches probably every game. And so uh, happy for him. One of the pastors at church yesterday, I was talking to him and he was an older guy excited about the Braves been watching a long time since the 70s so those, those types of fans I'm thrilled for yeah. some of my buddies that jumped on the bandwagon eh, you know who you are yeah you know who you are well I was about I to say if, if, based on what you were saying it feels like Charlotte should have hosted a World Series yeah. parade for the Braves yeah, our parade for our rival city that, that we compete <laughs> in everything we're in the same division <laughs> with everything and now we're Braves fans it's not mm. right I'm, I'm I've, I've dug my my heels in on Charlotte yeah. So I'm just waiting for our major league team. So I'll be a fan when that when that comes about. Until then, I'm a, I'm a free agent. So Ooh, all right. I was, I was I was fine with the Braves. That's fine. But yeah. I'm not buying the I'm not buying their world champions uh t-shirts. Yeah, definitely right? not. <laughs> it says just, it's, it's champions. If it just champions. said champion baseball champs. Yeah. Participation <laughs> trophy. Um, wow. Wow. All right. So there you go. The uh Medishare moment of the week. Brought to you by MetaShare. Check out MetaShare.com slash unpacking it uh, for, for information about uh, making some changes to your health care plan. So, uh, so check that out on MetaShare.com slash unpacking it. All right, let's bring on Henry. We'll wrap things up with a little bit of fun, some shenanigans. It's Tap Drill. He'll ask the questions. We'll all answer. Henry, looking good. How are you, man? What's going on, boys? Now, as a lifelong Mets fan, I'm probably in the very 1% minority that was actually rooting for the Astros because we can't stand the Braves. Like, Ooh, okay. we, we, we can't stand the Braves. And in particular, um, 
but basically, in particular, we can't stand Tripper Jones. Like, great Hall right. of Famer, great, 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 great third baseman, but no, we, we hate Tripper Jones, so therefore we just hate the whole Atlanta Braves organization. Mm. We, got a comment on, uh, we got a comment on Henry's audio this week. I mean, it sounds like I'm li- falling asleep to an audio book here. This is phenomenal. <laughs> I, took, I took the boss's advice, and uh, I went back to my – this is my original, my original mic, the, uh, the Audio-Technica 2100. So this is, was right. like my very first mic. I like it. It looks like you're in a spaceship, but it's, it's cool. <laughs> coming to, Henry, coming to us from space. Coming to you all the way from Brooklyn, New York. I like it. Feels it. like space from where we are. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a spaceship. It's, it's, it's kind of like floating around, and I like it. We're we're a worldwide show. We're, we're a uni- we're a universe, universe. show. We That's what we universal are. Universal show. That's what we're, we're, we're podcast covering, universe champions. Covering the galaxies with Henry. <laughs> All right, Loading keeping in. with the keeping with the theme of the World Series champion Atlanta Braves during their uh, during their parade. One of the players, for whatever reason, got off the bus, and when he tried to get back on, police tried to arrest him. Now, <laughs> now Tyler Matzik, who was wearing his own jersey, Bryce, when you talk about guys wearing jerseys, he was wearing his own jersey. He tried to get back on the bus, and it took the crowd for them to realize, hey, it's actually one of the Atlanta Braves uh that's trying tremendous. to get back on the bus so he can get to the stadium. So my question to you is this. If, you, if you're a champion, are you getting off the bus or are you having people just throw stuff to you on the bus? And, and if you catch it, cool. If not, hey, I'll catch you at the after party. Yeah, so why did he get off the bus? It doesn't say. It, it doesn't say, but for whatever around. reason, he got off the bus. I don't know why. Why are you getting off the bus for your parade? What are you looking for? Bryce, yeah, that is- joke, the wheels and the bus, is just an appraisal of where you are at in fatherhood right now. Yes. We're making wheels on the bus <laughs> comments any we're chance we can. Yesterday. We were, actually, there were some new lines to it yesterday that I wasn't even familiar with. I've been singing it a lot, and then Maddie was watching a video, and they, were, they added some new, new lines. So it's, it's getting freshened up. So the wheels on the bus go round and round. You need, but, to, you need to look up uh, wheels on the bus or hip-hop children's songs. Ooh. They're good. Ooh. Okay. We, uh, Maddie and I were dancing Saturday morning, so we had some fun. We were Ooh. listening to Space Jam. Ooh, Space nah. Jam soundtrack in the nineties. Yeah, ah, still yes, holds still holds up. Yes, um, the Red Man. Yes, love Red Man. Those are those are all good ones. Um, but no, as far as uh, this reminds me of years ago, uh, Jack Nicholas, the golfer. Nicholas, I always get him and Nickel Nicholson. Jack yeah. Nicholson. Jack Nicholas, Jack- the golfer. Jack Nicholas is the golfer. You're right. Golf, Jack Nicholas, the golfer. All right, I always have to like check my mind on that one. Um, or Lakers fan, Jack Nicholson, former sure. actor. We never see hasn't done a movie in so long. But anyway, he was she showed up to Augusta and the uh the guards made him like, wait, who are you? Do you, oh. did you guys hear this? Do you remember this years ago? No, about five that, years that, ago? that seems no, like blasphemy. I How did that happen? I wrote a devotional about it. It's probably about five years ago. You have to look it up. But wow. and then it also happened to Patrick Ewing somewhere. He was at a a March Madness, you know, NCAA tournament game that happened oh. to him. But now, you know, with Braves players, I don't understand why you'd wear your own jersey to the to the parade. That seems I'm I'm out on that. <laughs> Wearing your own jersey to the to the parade? Anyway, all right. How how that must hurt your pride? Like when you're used to everyone knowing you, and then all of a sudden you're treated like a commoner. 
in so your own in your yeah. own town, mind you. Like I saw a video of this famous YouTube gamer or something walking into a GameStop, and he was expecting he like ripped his jacket off, and it had his like gaming logo on his shirt. And he was like, "Everyone, I'm here." Crickets from everyone in GameStop, and it was hilarious. <laughs> he was expecting everyone to know who he was, and just not even close. Like, so. That's you're absurd a, in every way. Yeah, but oh, dude, even you're if a you know that story is absurd. <laughs> You're a YouTuber, you dude. I'm a steadier of culture. I'm just like you, Bryce. <laughs> the whole thing about that—that's that's unbelievable. I like now, it. Now, you guys were talking. You guys were talking about Jordan Love's first start uh, earlier in the show, and Jordan Love actually brought his family over. But the problem was is that the Chiefs put him put the family, of course, on the visitor side. If you got, if you get a chance, go Google the picture. His mom is literally at the top of Arrowhead Stadium, literally in the last row. So now my question to you boys is this. Who do you feel bad for more? Jordan Love having the bad game his or his mother who's sitting in literally the nosebleed seats where she could probably watch the airlines go by? So I think, you know, uh, talking about, about what we – discussed a few weeks ago in regards to out-of-town fans taking over stadiums. I'm always in favor of the home crowd, the home team, having priority seats, even if that means the mom of the starting quarterback. Rafter, Rafters, baby. <laughs> That's it. Bryce, you're That's brutal. It. Brutal. Wow. Home team, man. No, no special privilege, especially Jordan Love. He hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned wow. it. I feel, I feel bad for his mom a little bit. She had to watch up there. But honestly, she probably was protected up there. She didn't, <laughs> have, she didn't have to witness it as as up close. The struggle. She could, watch, she could watch it on the Titantron, I guess. That's Instead right. Watching, she's too far away to see how bad her son played. Uh, gosh, that's what I feel bad for her about. Not where she sat. So oh. there you go. Yeah, I don't know if I would go as far as Bryce there, but I, I would err on the side of protecting the home field advantage. I mean – so yeah, I mean the so uh Steven Jones for the Cowboys was asked today on the radio the yeah, there's a lot of Broncos fans in the stands and he kind of didn't really give an answer, but it was obvious how many Broncos fans were in the stands at the Cowboys game. And it has an impact. So I don't know if you need to punish the mom of the opposing quarterback for that, but uh maybe maybe fence the table a little bit more with opposing fans in general. Now, yeah. I don't know if I would put her all the way up in the nosebleed seats, but giving the home fans uh, priority, I'm all for giving them priority. But put her in the rafters, though? Really? <laughs> wow. Hey. No wow. mercy. No, no mercy. Not, it's not Aaron Rodgers. Hey, if Aaron Rodgers' family actually showed up to watch him, maybe roll out the red carpet. <laughs> that, would, that would mean they uh, reconciled I'll, a little bit. So maybe that would be a good thing. I don't know. There's we'll there's. That's assuming that there's the members of the family are still talking to him these days. Uh, last I checked. Now <laughs> no one wants to talk to him. Everybody's writing uh, him off. Who are you telling? You mentioned, uh, Bryce, you mentioned Adrian Peterson earlier, to, uh, earlier today. Did you know that Adrian Peterson had a chance to be on Dancing with the Stars, but instead he decides that he wants to go into the Tennessee Titans? So, boys, my question to you is this. We've had several... We've had several uh, athletes compete 
in Dancing with the Stars. Most recently, we have Amon Shumpert competing. Uh, Bryce, really? oh, excuse me, Luke, your boy Emmett Smith, I believe, won one of them. Jerry Rice competed in the other one. Who would you like to see? What modern-day athlete would you like to see compete on Dancing with the Stars? So I, I'm just blown away that Bryce is not a viewer of Dancing with the Stars, given his unbelievable loyalty to the masked singer, because Dancing with the Stars is a great show. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. You uh, kind of buried you kind of buried the lead there, Luke. The masked singer? Really? <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm a fan of the masked singer. And so is our really? producer. Fred. We oh, love my it. Goodness. Yeah. So, so I will it's say a great show. Yeah. So I will say I'm, I'm one. Fine. I, I so I don't watch it as much, but growing up I did, and my sister and my mom still do all the time. So I've been watching Iman Shumpert on Dancing with the Stars, and he is incredible. I, I don't understand like he's getting lower scores, which is just insane to me. I remember the days when rapper Master P was on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, a a brick, a pile of bricks moved better than he did. Really? So oh, he deserved his low scores. Iman Shumpert's great. Your, who I would want to see is your boy. I, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Giants receiver who did the salsa. Victor Cruz. He would Victor never Cruz. Cruz. He would dominate Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I, he's got to be I, there. I can't believe that's still a thing. I, I, I don't I don't like to dance, really, unless me and Maddie are in the basement having fun. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I can't. I'm definitely not watching it. So, the Mass Singer is fun. Mass Singer is a, it's a guessing game. You're trying to figure out who this character is dressed up as a ridiculous thing and it's fun so dwight howard was on it this year victor mm. oladipo's been on it they Antonio have had Brown, good guests terry bradshaw rob gronkowski i remember the terry bradshaw show. one the get the, the, the guests have been very good in the mass singer i will give you that as yeah. a matter of fact didn't i remember mark sanchez being on the mass singer at one point yes yeah he surprisingly did well i, I he heard was, rave reviews for for mark is sanchez. it their natural voice do they have yes I, that's it's actually surprising. Voice. I remember Terry Bradshaw was pretty good. Yeah. Like these, these people, these, even these people have some pretty good voices. I think he has an album. Speaking of Mark Sanchez, he's actually been a great sport as an analyst. The other day they were joking about his big, his big uh, butt, butt fumble. fumble. Yeah. So that's the, he, he's a, he, as much as he could try to avoid that. Um, he laughs. He laughs about it now. So good for him. Even though those Kurt Menefee uh, Fox, uh, comedy comedy shows are sometimes questionable yeah they've got now mark sanchez in on it and mm. uh i gotta give him credit for it not too yeah. bad all right henry what's next all right we got we got time for one more before we had the madden curse where the the mat the athlete who got on the madden cover wound up with some type of injury the very next year now we actually have the manning curse and what they're doing is what we're saying is that or at least people on social media is saying that josh allen's ugly performance was contributed because he went on the manning cast monday night football show and talked with the manning brothers and that kind of did him in and i believe uh so let me ask you boys this do you believe in the Madden curse? Do you believe in the Manning curse or which one is more powerful? <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily believe it's some kind of crazy, you know, supernatural thing or whatever, but it is a funny coincidence that it's working out this way because all six of the guests, I think it is all current players the next week, they lost Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, um, uh, 
uh, who was it? Travis Kelsey, yeah. all these guys. So it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And the fact that Josh Allen, like everybody thought that the curse was going to be broken this week. Yeah. It, it was the Jaguars. It's like, wow, there's no way the bills lose to the Jaguars. <laughs> and sure enough, Josh Allen did it. So this is devastating news because now they've been getting, you know, the, the Manning brothers. I love it. Monday night, they get all the great guests. It's been phenomenal. You know how much I love it. Well, now these coaches and general managers are probably gonna say, whoa, 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 we're not sending our guys. They're, they're not allowed to be on the, the Manning cast. We can't be, we can't be flirting around with this curse. So uh, that's well, unfortunate. You know, you know what they need to do? They got to reverse the curse. We got to get Sam Darnold on the Manning cast. Yeah. We got to yeah. get Darnold on the Come show on. and reverse the curse. Backup quarterback Sam Darnold on the show. Let's wow. get him going. Well, that would wow. We, that would be a brutal introduction. Former Backup Panther, quarterback Sam Darnold. I'm going through the list here. Uh, week one was Russell Wilson and Travis Kelsey. Week two was Rob Gronkowski and Matthew Stafford. Uh, let's take a look here. Week three, Matthew Stafford. Uh, week seven was Tom Brady. And week eight, of course, was Josh Allen. And every single one of them ended Man. up with a loss. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's an unbelievable coincidence. But um, hopefully they fix that because uh, we got we to keep it. We miss it tonight. I don't think they're on tonight. But hopefully they, they've got a few more games uh, left to go and they uh, they break the curse. Um, all right. Do we have one more? No, that's uh, it for tap drill boys, where okay. we're going to go out, not with an L, but with definitely a W. There you go. I like it. We'll finish, finish with a W. Uh, great stuff, Henry. Appreciate you. Uh, another fun show here on a Monday. Thanks everybody that listens to the podcast. Thanks everybody that listens live. Great being with you. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. We will be with you tomorrow for the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. Uh, so make sure you subscribe uh, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts for that. Uh, we've also got some guest interviews coming up as well. Uh, so, so be on the lookout for those. Uh, the Unpack This devotional goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So if you haven't subscribed to that, be sure to do so on unpackingit.com. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, MetaShare. Check out metashare.com slash unpackingit. For Luke and Henry and Chris, I'm Bryce. This is the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next Monday, 2 Eastern right here on Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.